blesses you as much as it has already blessed me. Um, Let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of After the Storm Comes a Rainbow, where we are just talking about loving ourselves, loving others, and loving God more. I am so excited for chapter three of Love Goals. Are you guys ready? I have been watching this show on Netflix called Cheer. Now, when I first saw it, I was like, "Mm, I don't know if I don't watch this, you know, because it's like we see so many different shows on Netflix. And I was like, you know, the more I watched the trailer, I was like, this is something I could actually be into. So I watched the first episode. I was like, I'll give it a try. And I start watching it. And as soon as I started watching it, it was immediate. I was like, wow, these people are athletes. These are not just people that are cheering on people that are, you know, playing sports. This is its own sport within itself. And it got me thinking. I started watching them as they were doing baskets and tossing each other in the air. And they've got people down below that are catching them as they throw them up. And they have so much courage and so much trust in the person below them to catch them if they fall. It got me thinking about, of course, Jesus, about the ministry, about the body of Christ. And I started to think and I started to speak to the Lord about it. And I said, wow. And the thing that got me was these girls are being tossed in the air and sometimes they fall and they hit the ground. Sometimes they don't get caught. They get just straight on their head or, you know, they land on their shoulder wrong. One of the girls sprained her arm or something happened to her arm and she was out for eight weeks. And I was like, wow, Lord, that is like the body of Christ because we are to catch one another when we fall. We are to trust that someone's going to be there for us when we fall. I started to think about whenever I fell and I was at the lowest part of my life where I was in such a dark, deep depression that I felt like no one understood what I was going through. And I was, I had a friend that was really close to the Lord and she, I thought was going to catch me if I fell, when I fell and she didn't. And I started to talk to the Lord and I was so honest with him. I said, Lord, if I go on here and I talk about this, about this story, because the Lord put it in my heart I said, I'm going to tell them the truth. I'm going to say, just leave them. Just don't be friends with them anymore if they do that to you. And the Lord was like convicting me so hard. And even in that moment, as I was thinking, nope, nope. If they don't catch you when you fall, 
Lord says you are to restore them gently back to Christ. And the Lord was like, Alicia, now when you fell and there was no one there to catch you, who caught you? And I said, wow, you did. You caught me when I fell because no one else could do what you did. And the Lord said, that's right. Because sometimes no matter what people do for us or what they don't do for us, God is always there to catch you when you fall. And Jesus, he said, out of the ashes, you shall rise into victory. You will ride for the battle is not yours. It's the Lord's. And I started to think about that. And I was like, Lord, that's so true, because I just feel like in my spirit that even if someone doesn't catch me, I can't expect them to be you and to do only what you can do. Because as much as people hurt us that are around us, that are supposed to strengthen us and help us up and catch us when we fall, they can't do what only God can do. And we have to take that expectation off of them and expecting them to do it because they won't. They can't. Only God can. And it was so so empowering that I was like, okay, Lord, you win. You know, it's like when you just, God just pours it into you and he convicts your heart and you're like, Lord, you win, you win, you win. And so I started thinking about yesterday and I was talking about um, being strong in the Lord. I'd rather be strong in the Lord than weak in the Lord. Well, the Lord convicted me again because that's what he does. The Lord will gently convict you and he'll say, Alicia, that's not right. Remember when you were weak in the Lord? And I was like, yes, Lord. And he said, when you are weak, I am made perfect in your weakness. I am close to the brokenhearted. And I was like, oh, Lord, yes, I'm so sorry. I repent. Like, I'm so sorry. And, you know, I, I have to be honest. Like, I, I am not a mouthpiece. The Lord didn't call me to be a mouthpiece. Just like even if I have this podcast, even though I'm speaking to you, that's not what the Lord called me to do. I am the one that strengthens your faith. I'm the one that builds you up in your faith, that encourages you in the word of God. And as I was watching them do the the baskets and the tumbling, there's a person that comes up and they support They are holding their hands up so that they do not fall. That is what I do. I am the person that strengthens you, that holds you up so that you do not fall, so that you know who you are in Christ Jesus. That is my job. I am to hold you so that you know that you are worthy, so that you know that you can keep going, so that you know that if you do fall, God will catch you. That's, that's my job to let you know that faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God, not by hearing the word of Alicia, because as we go through love, love goals, I want you guys to know that the reason I'm reading the the Bible to you and then speaking to you about certain points in the Bible is because faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. And I want you to be strong in your faith. 
I don't want you to be half full. I want you to be completely full in your faith and in your walk with Christ. Okay. All right. So let's get started. Day three. I'm so excited. I know I get so serious and then I'm like, okay, let's move on. Okay. So chapter three, Jesus teaches Nicodemus. Now there was a Pharisee, a man named Nicodemus, who was a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform the signs you are doing if God were not with him. Jesus replied, very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. How can someone be born again when they are old? Nicodemus asked. Surely they cannot enter a second time into their mother's womb to be born. Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to spirit. You should not be surprised at me saying, at my saying, you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear it sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the spirit. How can this be? Nicodemus asked. You are Israel's teacher, said Jesus, and you do not understand these things. You ever be around someone who is so much older than you and you think they've been walking with Jesus long time and you're like, you should know certain things. You should be strong in your faith. But some people just, they don't get it because They're not spending time in the word. And that's why it's important that we stay in the word of God. Very truly, I tell you, we speak of what we know and we testify of what we have seen. But still, you people do not accept our testimony. I have spoken to you of earthly things and you do not believe. How then will you believe if I speak of heavenly things? No one has ever gone into heaven except the one who came from heaven the son of man. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the son of man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. See, Jesus wants all of us to repent. He wants us to turn from our sins and to just be in God's presence, be with him, follow him. Jesus was the first one to have followers, y'all. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only son. This is the verdict. Light has came into the world, but people love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for the fear that their deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what they have done has been done in the sight of God. Ooh-wee. I mean, talk about someone who is doing something bad and they're like, I'm not gonna go to church because... 
I've, I've been sinning or something like that. You know, they don't want to be in the presence of other people who are of God or that carry the light because they're afraid they're going to be exposed. That's, that's the kind of things that are really happening today. You know, even when I talked about, I was watching 2020 the other day and, um, the guy had wrote a confession letter about what he did years, years before he was even caught. And it was like, he knew what he was doing was evil and that it was wrong. But for some reason, instead of him like coming forward and saying, yeah, you know, I messed up, blah, blah, blah. He just continued to live in the darkness. He continued to do evil things to these girls. And sooner or later, you know, the light does come and your deeds will be exposed. And it really does happen like so much more than I think we realize it does. And it's like even in our lives and our general lives, you know, like porn addiction or addiction to alcohol or no matter how much you try to hide it, it always comes out. Always. Always. Okay, so John testifies again about Jesus. After this, Jesus and his disciples went out into Judean countryside where he spent some time with them and baptized. Now, John also was baptizing at Anan near Salem because there was plenty of water. Ooh, there was plenty of water, y'all. And people were coming and being baptized. This was before John was put in prison. An argument developed between some of John's disciples and a certain Jew over the matter of ceremonial washing. They came to John and said to him, Rabbi, that man who was with you on the other side of the Jordan, the one you testified about, look, he's baptizing and everyone is going to him. Man, I mean, that makes me think about church. Like sometimes we have like people that come up in the church and um, they're our leaders or they're the people underneath us. And, you know, we, we grow up together, but you know that God has a gift for them and that God has a purpose for them. Maybe that they're supposed to be pastors or something else in their lives. And, you know, God calls them to the ministry. And, you know, our pastor talked about that a little bit and was like, you know, there's no competition in church. There should be no competition in the body of Christ. We are all one body of Christ. And if you see your brother or sister doing well, you should cheer them on. You should be on the sidelines cheering for them. You should be the one holding them up, encouraging them because there are so many like evil people in this world that don't want to see anyone succeed except for them. And there's so many people in this world that just want to tear other people down, especially Christians. And it's important that we band together and that we show that we are united and that we love one another, that we are cheering each other on. They call it in the cheer world, they call it mat talk, which is like on the mat, you know, where they're flipping, like they're like talking like, Hey, good for you. You get it, girl. You go girl. You keep working. Come on, boy. You got this. Let's go. Like they're cheering each other on. And I think it would be amazing if the body of Christ would do that as well, that if people in the body of Christ would stop being jealous of each other, jealous of different ministries, jealous of different churches, then I think that we could grow so much more because there would be no division. There would be no animosity. There would be no people that are like 
Look at what so-and-so is doing. Look at them. You know, they're always doing this or that. But I think we should just realize that as long as God is on our lives, as long as he is in our lives and we are seeking his face and that we're like, okay, God, I know you're there. I'm struggling right now, but I know you're there. Please help me. I think that we wouldn't be so angry and mad at each other because of what someone else has and what you don't have. So I know that was a little deep. (laughs) Sorry. Sometimes I go off and I'm like, I don't know, (laughs) but the Lord always corrects me. And if he does, you guys know, I will come on here and I will apologize. So always understand and know that. Okay. Okay. So To this, John replied, a person can receive only what is given them from heaven. Oh, that's so good, especially for what I was just talking about. You can only have what you get from God. Like God talks about talents and how he gives each one a measure. Like you have to take your talent that God gives you and you go at it hard. And then after that, when you conquer that, you multiply that talent. You keep multiplying your talents. You keep going and doing it. People might say, oh, she's always doing this, that, or the other. I think God wants you to. If he has called you to do it, if you have it in your heart, you do it. You do it full force until God tells you not to. That's how I feel about it. Okay? Don't listen to what anyone else says. You listen to what God says. You yourselves can testify that I said I am not the Messiah, but I am sent ahead of him. The bride belongs to the bridegroom. The friend who attends the bridegroom waits and listens for him and is full of joy when he hears the bridegroom's voice. That joy is mine and it is now complete. Oh, that's so sweet, John. John's like, I love the Lord. I love that. Because to me, it makes me think about the people, the body of Christ. Like, I love to see my sister or my brother in Christ Jesus do well, because that means that God is raising up his people, that God is preparing his kingdom, that he is like, look, this is my child too. I bless my child. I love my child. And my child has gone through a lot, but you know what? I'm still with them. I'm still with them. Okay, so he says, he must become greater. I must become less. Yes, Lord, I just pray that I will become less and that you will become more, that you are the greater one. And I love you so much, Jesus. Be the greater one in our lives. The one who comes from above is above all. The one who is from the earth belongs to the earth and speaks as one from the earth. The one who comes from heaven is above all. He testifies to what he has seen and heard, but no one accepts his testimony. Whoever has accepted it has certified that God is truthful. For the one whom God has sent speaks the words of God for God, gives the spirit without limit. The father loves the son and has placed everything in his hands. Whoever believes in the son has eternal life. But whoever rejects the son will not see life for God's wrath remains on them. Wow, that's amazing. And I love that. I love that verse where he talks about for God gives the spirit without limit, because I think God wants to speak to his people. And I think God has a lot to say. I think we just have to get quiet with him and listen and to believe that he's with us. 
and I hope that as we continue through this journey that you guys will just grab little bits and pieces of whatever it is that you guys need to hold on to to give you hope and strength and to strengthen your faith and that you guys are digging deep into the word of God and asking God what is my calling what am I supposed to do how can I love someone more Lord give me your heart to love people the way you do and I think God will show up for us in so many ways because he loves everyone. He really does. And the more we understand that God's not judging you, he's not against you, that right now we are in this moment of redemption, you just grab onto it and you just fall, you just fall forward with God and just let God catch you. No matter which way you fall, he will catch you. He will be there waiting because Remember, I'm here to lift you up in your faith, to encourage you, to strengthen you in the word of God. And if you fall, it's okay. God will catch you. He'll be there for you. Okay, well, I hope you guys have a great day. And I'm so thankful that you guys are listening. And I hope that you guys will just continue to grow deeper in Christ. Um, Thank you for listening to another episode of After the Storm Comes a Rainbow. And I just pray blessings and mercy over each and every one of you. I pray that God will just continue to bless you in your life and that you will continue to just love others, love yourself, and love God more. All right, you guys have a blessed day. Be blessed.